I did it. Gotcha. Every time. Every time. <laughs> All right. So because we are an equal opportunity podcast. We are. We do. We respect all genders and races and creeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a Florida woman. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know really how to get into this. <laughs> okay, so a Florida woman, um, let's just, I'll just, we'll just start with what she was charged with. Okay. Illegally possessing numerous wild animals. Illegally possessing numerous, numerous numerous wild animals. Is it illegal to possess wild animals? Well, in the manner in which she possessed them, I would imagine it's uh, troubling. This is not like a Zool Ghostbusters possession, right? No, she was not inside of any of the <laughs> wild animals. <laughs> when okay. you say it like that. Well, let's see where the story goes. Zool. I'm a gatekeeper. Oh, Rick Moranis. Alright, so. <laughs> he looks so. When he's running around. Oh, yeah, with Clark his hair's all crazy. He's like. <laughs> he's he starts like, talking to the horse. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We need right. a Netflix series just on where is Vince Clortho. Yeah, that's, that's, that'd be a nice documentary. Like a 30 by 30, like an ESPN. <laughs> Alright, so this, so this lady was a passenger in a vehicle. Okay. It was driven by her man, Michael. Okay. Her name is Ariel. With a bunch of French-sounding last names, so they got pulled over in a pickup truck uh, in Charlotte County okay. for running a stop sign. Mm-hmm. So the guy pulls him over, police officer pulls him over, and he asks them, "What are you doing? What, what are you guys out here doing?" And their answer was, "We are collecting frogs and snakes from under an overpass." To Which probably it's a normal hobby. Well, maybe they were just protect returning them to their natural habitats under an overpass. Well, he said not- collecting. Oh, maybe they're taking from the overpass to take them somewhere else. They're collecting them up to return them to a more natural habitat. Or, or. Oh, gosh. So so the deputies search looking around the car, Mm -hmm. the truck, Mm -hmm. and um, Michael gave him permission to search some bags that were in the truck. Mm -hmm. So the the deputy Mm -hmm. found a, ironically, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle backpack and opened it up and found 41 turtles inside of it. What is the... And then... Wait, wait, what? 41 Ninja Turtles? No, 40... <laughs> Shredder! <laughs> Just found the crane brain inside of it. Um, so it found 41, 41 three-striped turtles, it says. So then the deputy, like, you can't do that in Florida, apparently. So he pulls the people out of the car, mm-hmm. starts patting them down, mm-hmm. and <gasps> the lady pulls oh. a one-foot alligator out of her pants. <laughs> She was wearing yoga pants. What? Where was she? That's, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't say, and I don't want to know, but it begs the question. One-footed alligator? A one-foot-long alligator. Oh, was... a one-foot-long alligator. I thought you said... <laughs> one-footed. <laughs> I thought you said a one-footed alligator. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I, don't want to, I don't even want to comment on that sentence. She pulled a one-foot-long alligator okay. from her pants. From her yoga pants. From her trousers. From her trousers. <laughs> like, could you imagine? You're the officer. You have these two people out. They probably look sketchy because they live in Florida. And this woman's like, oh, by the way. <laughs> and pulls out, like, the Joker revolver from the original Batman movie. From the 1989 Batman. <laughs> like, but it's an alligator. Yeah, I, I was picturing Ron Burgundy pulling the jazz flute out of his Yeah, sleeve. like out of his sleeve. But instead of the flute, it's an alligator. <laughs> so, that's, that's how we do and, and again, what were they? What were they? Char- what was she charged? Illegally with? possessing 
uh, wild animals, it says. Oh, okay, so you cannot possess them in your pants. Apparently not. Can we... She did plead guilty, though, so she's willing to, to accept whatever consequences. Whatever punishment. The... And there's her mugshot is on here, wow. and she looks like a lady who would put an alligator <laughs> in her pants. And it's just so just... She's made some bad decisions. We'll just oh, leave it at that. <laughs> the old trouser gator. The old trouser gator. I wonder if the if some of the other newspapers and journalists and stuff called it like the you know trouser gator. Trouser, gate. Oh, I was just saying trouser gate. Trouser <laughs> or trouser gate dash or or trouser gator gate. I think <laughs> yes to both. Okay. One, trouser gate or semicolon trouser gator gator. <laughs> no. Gator oh, no. Gate. <laughs> Semicolon. <laughs> ampersand. Ampersand. Oh, righty. Wow. Yep. That's how you start a podcast. That's how we start a podcast. Welcome back to The Premise is Ridiculous. This is, I don't know, the, the two brothers you never thought you'd, you'd have. Okay. Right? Or, or need. Right? Need life what? coaches? Sure. We could be life coaches. We can coach. Right? So, yeah. all right, we're going to jump right into one of our staples here, yard work. Skydive moon. You're just revving up to Because <laughs> <laughs> all three of these uh, participants do have a little bit of something. They're all, I don't know, like, bru- not bruisers, but kind of bruisers. They're just strong, muscular. All right, so Steve Urkel's one of them. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> if only. The first one mm-hmm. is Optimus Prime. Ooh. Okay. 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 Marinating. All yeah. right. Yeah. Second yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Chewbacca. Okay. Last. Yeah. Bruce Banner slash the Hulk. Okay. That's a tough. That's tough. That's a tough lineup. Yeah. Optimus Prime. Who's the second one? Chewbacca. Chewbacca and Bruce Banner. Hmm. All right. So I'm gonna skydive with Optimus Prime. You think he would transform in midair? I know he would transform in midair. Because that's why I wanted to skydive with him. <laughs> would you ride inside of him? Well, this is what I'm imagining. We're going to skydive over, there's like a, it's like a desert plane. Yeah. But there's one road in the middle of it. Oh! And we're going to be falling. Oh, finish this thought. I'm getting there. <laughs> and we're going to be falling. And he's going to call me Spike. Yes! And then he's going to like grab me in his giant blue metallic hand. And right as we're about to splat, he's going to transform... And we're just going to right on the road and go. And all of a sudden, I'm driving a Mack truck. <laughs> like, could you imagine that transition? Plane, oh, man. Air, Mack truck. That would be so... That's That sounds like a... Oh, wow. That's a good movie. Yeah. Plane, air, Mack truck. <laughs> was that the John Candy? No. Plane, strains, and automobiles. <laughs> it was close. That was close. Yeah. That was one for three. What's his name? Steve... What was his Go- name? Goodberg? No. no. <laughs> What's... Martin. Martin. Short. No. No. Just Martin. Martin. But just he's Martin. very good friends with Martin Short, ironically. Martin? All right. All right. So I'm skydiving with Optimus Prime solely based on the the fact that he can transform and and roll me straight onto a road. I'm going to yard work with Chewbacca. Nice. Yeah. I like Chewbacca and and I feel like we would get along well. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to yard work with him and obviously being as big as he is, he would do the majority of the work, which is... What I would need, mm-hmm. and yeah. plus, and like, be playful. Sometimes he would get leaves caught in his fur that you have to pick out. <laughs> yeah, that's you know true. I, mean? I didn't even think of that. Like you get like a like a bird would just come. Like I feel like we would need some kind of yard work montage where just like a bird comes and lands on his head. Yeah, and, like, mm, and he's just like from just mm-hmm. shoulders. Yeah, mm-hmm. like an eighty sitcom. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not gonna hurt it. Or yeah, no, like he's just gonna. You have to come and like groom it out. And yeah, stuff like that. And then yeah. after the montage ends with Chewbacca in the tub, and you're I'm just, just like combing him, combing him out. All of his tangles. Oh, Chewie. <laughs> yeah. So now, now I'm even more convinced. I'm like, you're on work. 
Like, I really want to do it now. Oh, grass, I was just, grass clippings. He would be so adorable. I just... Not, and I'm not trying to change anything. I was, for a half a second, picturing skydiving with Chewbacca just to see the, oh, the fur, fur pattern. Just yeah. 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 But not, nice. not that I... That'd I, be nice. I no, totally I agree. agree with your choice. So I'm going to put Bruce Banner slash the Hulk on the moon. Okay. Um, never a huge fan of the Hulk. Definitely not a fan of Bruce Banner. He's kind of whiny. Mm. So I like Mark Ruffalo, though. Yeah. You don't like Mark Ruffalo? I don't like the Ruffalo. I like Ruffalo, and I like Ruffles. The chips. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know where we were going. Oh, just in bed I, sheets. I, I, I like Ruffles or bed sheets. <laughs> Edward Norton was a better Hulk, in my opinion. Mm. But I've, I don't know. The Hulk has never really... There's, I don't know. He's just never really done it for me as a comic book character. So, I'm going to put him on the moon. Really? Yeah. Alright. Well, I don't think he'll be... I mean, I'll be alright for him. Yeah, there. and like in the, and in the Star Wars... Expanded universe books, which don't exist now, or they they're not canon anymore. Chewbacca was killed by a moon. A moon literally fell on him. Oh, on, so got, on, on well, there, yeah, yeah. An alien species put like a gravity well on this planet, so every time the moon orbited, it pulled it the moon closer, closer, closer and, cl- and Chewbacca and Han were saving as many people as they could, and so Chewbacca's. Can we not talk about this right now? Fine. I'm all I was trying to say is Chewbacca might have some moon PTSD. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want to stress him out by putting him near the moon. That's a very good point and, and very sensitive of you. I'm just a little surprised that in a battle of Chewbacca versus the moon, how does Chewbacca lose that? That was a big moon. Still. Although he did go out like a champ. He was on top of the hill screaming at it with his arms above his head. Oh, yeah. Ready to punch it, probably. He probably did, yeah. yeah. He probably took at least one good swing at it. <laughs> <laughs> one good moon punch! <laughs> <laughs> one good moon punch. Done. Done. <laughs> All right, we're going to transition from one good moon punch, okay, into another fan theory, Joe. All right. Usually, I should say, I don't know, every other episode or so, I feel like we talk about the Golden Girls. We did the Mad Libs for for a while, yeah. and we we always kind of focus back on them. So this, which is weird, which is <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we're getting judgy. So we're self-judging though it's okay oh, that's fair <laughs> so this this is not this is not about the Golden Girls at all but it's still kind of in that wheelhouse in that ballpark I, right I feel like you're trying to get things into the wheelhouse <laughs> <laughs> I'm intentionally fitting you're, yeah it's like oh well we can't talk about them all the time so we'll talk about these things and I'll just act like it's not similar <laughs> really so so this is this is a fan theory about murder she wrote so how's it similar to Golden Girls outside an old lady it's in the same time period, like when when it was popular and things like that. Murder She Wrote ran from eighty four to ninety six. When did Golden Girls run? Like in the late eighties, early nineties. There were a lot of Dan Quayle jokes in there. Wow. Yeah. No, I understand. But yeah. my point when is that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Murder She Wrote. Uh huh. All right. So Jessica Fletcher. That's yeah. played by Angela Lansbury. All right. Okay. Jessica Fletcher is the main character. She's the protagonist of the entire series. She is a mystery writer, an amateur detective. Okay. okay. And she solves murder on murder on murder. There is a murder every week. Murder the, of the week. Mur- <laughs> murder of the week club. It's a gift that keeps on giving. The fan theory uh-huh. is that Jessica Fletcher was actually the serial killer. She was the murderer. The whole... Murderess. Murderess. Okay. The whole time. Okay. So we're going to first thank Rudy Obias from MentalFloss.com. This was a theory first published, I guess, or first one I found it. It was an article from February of 2016. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to go through some evidence what what I feel. And then I'm going to talk a little bit later on. I just randomly on Amazon Prime 
picked an episode of Murder, She Wrote just to see. I randomly picked 17 episodes of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was from season two, and we'll get into that later. Just to see, like, I'm just going to randomly pick this, yeah. and let's find out what kind of serial killer evidence I can, I can pluck. I can, I can, I can just pluck. <laughs> I can glean from this. Were you this. able to pluck? I was, I plucked like a, okay. Like a mother plucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be our album. All right, so here we go. Hit me. So the opening credits. Yeah. Before we even get into anything, the opening credits show Jessica jogging, which proves that she's in shape. She can take down some of the more physical, the larger victims, right? Okay. It also shows her carrying fishing supplies up a hill. Like she's just running by herself. She looks adorable in her little rain slicker a little and babushka l- little murder cap and she's just walking up the hill I feel like you've already, you've already you're convinced already. <laughs> you called it a murder cap. I mean, well, maybe it's just a hat. You call, you know, what is it? spaghetti <laughs> spaghetti, tomato tomato. Spaghetti. <laughs> All right. So, even I believe the words the the title of the show murder comma she wrote. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've been put, putting the emphasis on the wrong word, on the murder. Maybe it should be on the she. she. Murder, she wrote. She. Murder, murder like she designed. She, she. wrote. <laughs> As opposed to murder, she wrote. You, that was a question. It shouldn't be a question. Murder, she wrote. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, so. Oh, yeah, because it's like, she wrote? She wrote? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so. A little bit of backstory here. Jessica is a retired English teacher, and she is a surprisingly famous and successful mystery author. So this so, is a so second. she's living my best life. So she is right. So she is not a, concerned about edge and lubricants. <laughs> oh, that was like an off off mic story. It's just so sad tale. <laughs> Go ahead. So she is a successful mystery. So this is like a second career for her. So it's like, how does an English teacher? morph into that success because she travels the show shows her traveling to to san francisco and to like all these different places where does she live she lives in cabot cove maine oh maine okay maine so she travels all over the country Mm -hmm. and everywhere she goes people are dying people (laughs) dropping like flats dropping (laughs) like yeah but people know who she is so like she's she's you know at least in the nation quasi famous no she i would see she so okay so then that's the thing is, how does she, what are the odds that she randomly stumbles upon just murder after murder <laughs> after murder? I mean, these are not like accidental deaths that like, oh, you know, I, I don't know, pulled like an alligator out of, you know. <laughs> no. These are just, these are, you know, straight up murder. Well, right. didn't, did the majority of the show take place in her town? Like in her hometown? We're, thank you for that. So there's a lot of murders in her town. Thank you. Okay. So she, so the town is fictional, Cabot Cove, Maine, okay. has a population. Feels like a small little New England town. Thank you. Okay. It has a population of about 3,500 people. That right? is not a lot of people. It's not a lot of people. And in 12 seasons, okay. 268 people were murdered. Oh my gosh. Why do people still live in that town? <laughs> right? <laughs> and this, so this like isn't counting because the episode that I alluded 268. to. 268. The episode I alluded to earlier that I watched yeah. randomly, she was actually in San Francisco. So it doesn't count the travel murders. The travel deaths. The, the travel, travel murders. It doesn't count the travel murders. <laughs> right. So, 268 people were murdered. That is a murder rate of 6.3 per year. That seems high. That seems high. So, I looked into 
2018 statistics, murder okay. statistics. These are these, these are real statistics from the United States. So the U.S. city with the highest murder rate was East St. Louis, Illinois. The second. <laughs> <laughs> Our notes look like. <laughs> I thought it was a sequel. He was a he's a character on. Uh, I think he was. Wasn't that the name of the character on uh, Gilligan's Island? Yeah, the East, rich guy. East, East St. Louis. The second. <laughs> With his murderous brother, West St. Louis. Ugh. Oh, that's the one you, you can't, can't trust. trust. So East St. Louis, twenty had had a had had a well. Ugh. Gosh, man, yeah. that is a podcast. All right, yeah. so with a population of twenty six thousand nine hundred twenty two people. Okay, remember Cabot Cove was thirty five hundred. Yeah. So this real city has a population of twenty six thousand nine hundred twenty two people. Twenty seven murders in a year. In a year, okay. So, that's a one one point as far as like murder rate goes. Sure. The estimates have Cabot Cove as as two percent of the Cabot Cove population was murdered <laughs> in those twelve years. Wow. This is not normal. Again, like this is not like just two percent of the population passed away. Like no, natural they causes, were car accidents. Two percent straight up killed. She hated that town. She- I wonder what the town did. So, stats like these would make Cabot Cove the murder capital of the U.S., if not the world. Except for the fact that every murderer is arrested. Oh, All right? Fletcher. And this includes time, and this is why I said episodes that took place out of Cabot Cove for her book tours. She wrote a script for a VR video game. That sounds ridiculous. In that episode, what the, a plot line! In that episode, the company owner was murdered. Oh, you probably wouldn't pay her. Mm. In one episode, and I watched this episode too. One episode in which we saw her away at a weekend wedding. Yeah, in the like country. a member of the wedding party was murdered or something like that, wasn't it? One member of the household was the killed. household because it was like the the entire everyone invited to the wedding was staying in this one she beautiful was just house, feeling murdery, right? Just, yeah. Well, just wanted to stab. Well, the, all of this is why. Why would she be a murderer? Because she needs fodder for her books. Yeah. She needs subjects for her books. So this is the episode that I talked talked about earlier that I had mentioned. Season 2, episode 4 is called Birds of a Feather. Okay. Okay. It takes place in San Francisco where Jessica has flown out for a niece's wedding. Okay. Also, she's on... A press junket while she's there. She's going to do some morning talk shows. She's going to do... do some cutting. Red- <laughs> Some butchering. <laughs> well, in this one, she shoots somebody. <laughs> well, the victim is shot. So, so just some evidence just from this episode. Yeah, she talks her niece into spying on the niece's fiance. So the did fiance, she suspect the, or did, was she pretending like she suspected the fiance? The the fiance was was initially charged with the murder. Of course, he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, but this was before before yeah. the murder took place. The fiance was doing some things that Jessica felt uncomfortable with. Ah. So she like manipulated and like, why don't we do this? And why don't we yeah. go to... So they end up spying on him and everything was fine. Yeah. So she, at the scene of the murder, she noticed evidence on the body from across the room. And this was a large room, probably 12 by 12, 14 by 14, mm-hmm. a large office space. And she notices a small feather... On the victim. How would she... She planted the feather. Because she, she knew it was there. Because she knew it was she there. Murdered, but she did the murder. Right. Like, there were... She was actually, too, when she said... When she called called the attention 
of the lead detective, she was behind some people, like in a crowd. So she's like, "You missed that." Look at the father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and on top of that, why was she even in the room? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, she actually blackmailed her way into the case. So she went to visit the lead detective at his office, right? Yeah. And he didn't want anything to do with her because she's a civilian and, you know, like this is a police she's a matter. quirky old lady. She's a quirky old lady with murder hats. So, <laughs> so she threatened to use one of her press junkets to defame the homicide division. What a, what a mean person. Yeah, like she said like, oh, well, what if I just, you know, like went on this show and told them how you're not handling this murder? And he's like, all right, well, I guess I'll let you on. Yeah. She wow, she actually nasty. she didn't even, they didn't even show how she knew this but she actually went to the lead detective's house she, they never even showed how she how did found she get the address well, I don't this know is, this is pre-internet yeah but this yeah probably in her murder book or something That's probably, I bet she has a murder book right so she actually had crime scene photographs in her purse. <laughs> Like that, the you know, like because this, she sounds like someone that Matlock would have arrested, <laughs> like and he put he would put on trial, right? Like, could you imagine if those worlds collided? Oh man, She's alive. Going down. So no one gets past Mucklock. All right, so Mucklock. <laughs> <laughs> so she like she and right in front of the lead detective, she's like you know calling his attention to these photographs. Why do you have these photographs? She never answers. Just glosses yeah. over it. So she even at the end tells her and this piece of evidence just raggles me is that a word it is now it is now it's going in our next medley told told her niece's fiance after the charges have been dropped and he's cleared and now you're going to go get married and everything is good Mm -hmm. quotes we've only ever had one murderer in our family and then she pauses and says but i think the redcoats shot first like like Revolutionary War? I don't know, but just the... F- I, I wonder if she... This is like a spontaneous admission of guilt or spontaneous oh, and something. Cover it up. And then she's just like, oh, oh, but I'm from New England, so, so the Redcoats. Those the damn Brits. Right? Yeah. We've only ever had one murderer in our family. She's talking about herself. And it's me. <laughs> <laughs> when you walked away. Yeah. And then she went... <laughs> Be like this evil old lady murder hat. Right? <laughs> she tittered. Remember, like, like no. she tittered. Wow. Yeah, all right, I believe that. What do you because I, I distinctly remember thinking a lot of people are dying, and everywhere she goes, someone dies. And I remember the wedding episode, mm-hmm. and I remember like her traveling a little bit, and, and I remember thinking, like, this lady is surrounded by death. This is right. Know? She's, like, yeah, she is, she is death. She is the bringer. She is the bringer. Yeah. And she was doing it, like you said, to just give her some ideas for her books, or she was just... just... I mean, because how how could someone who, who becomes an author as a second career... Again, we don't know how long she was... She's a retired English teacher, so yeah. you think that she completed a probably a 25, 30-year yeah. career. So how does someone become a mystery writer that fast and that famous and, and that, that good at it? Because you're because killing fools. Yeah, because you're axing them. Mm. Just whacking them. Today, Joe, we're going to wrap up. Today is National Sunday Supper Day. Oh, that's clever. And, yeah, it's Sunday. We usually don't record on Sundays. Yeah, this is exciting. Right? Last time we recorded on Thursday, which was weird. Right? Yeah. East was up and left was black. It was so weird. (laughs) (laughs) East was up and left was Cleveland. (laughs) We're so good at this. Oh, my gosh. I tell you what. 
<laughs> we're gonna. This is gonna be our second career. Yeah. Then we're gonna have to start like murder. No, we won't. No, we could. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks for we'll just pick a fan a week. <laughs> if you'd like to be that fan, yeah. So thank you for thank you for listening. This has been the premise is ridiculous. It is. Um, what we want them to leave a review. We want them to yeah. Leave us some input, oh, right? Stuff. Email this is us. Thirteen. This is episode thirteen. Mm-hmm. Next week we're gonna next not next week two weeks. We're gonna have a special guest, which is gonna be great. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Right. Until yeah. then. Happy Sunday Supper Day.